You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is podcast episode number 1192, Dress for Success, a Good Wardrobe. And outfit could be the last finishing touch for some to get that extra boost of confidence that is all so important. Trent Clark of Upper Echelon helps to design and create fine custom wardrobes so his clients can look at a brighter future with a personal touch. I've asked him to join us in the studio to discuss a little bit about his business. He's a friend of mine and a friend of the program. Trent, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Glad to be here, Rick. Thank you for letting me. Oh, it's my, my pleasure. Let's start with the firm. Can you discuss Upper Echelon and sort of what makes your firm unique to your clients and prospects? Yes. When I am working with my clients, probably the most unique thing is, and, and I don't know, and we'll probably get into demographics, but most of my clients to this day, they're baby boomers. Okay. And so most of them still want to get together. They still want to meet primarily at their office or at their home, mm-hmm. and they actually want to touch the cloth. They want to look at the cloth and feel the cloth. So I'm saying all that to say I'm probably one of the few custom clothiers. I do not sell any custom clothing online. Uh, my clients feel that like that's not the way to go in this industry. Okay. Um, so they would rather get together, feel it, touch it, have me measure them as opposed to someone else taking their measurements and then they're inputting it over the over, online. Right. It just doesn't add up for them. And it doesn't add up for me personally. So it's, it's pretty old-fashioned, and I prefer to, to keep it that way. Number two, with all that said, too, I am probably the only custom clothier that I know, at least, that travels with their master tailor. So I I have a, a level of service that I can give my clients if mm. they want the person that's actually sewing their garments to see their body, see any idiosyncrasies that they might have. Okay. Um, it, it just works better. It, of course, as we go along, we always fine-tune someone's paper pattern. Mm-hmm. Right? That's a true custom bespoke garment. It happens more rapidly if that tailor is there to see their bodies. So, so I, I, I'm definitely one of the few that right. travel with with my. Um, it's a very high touch, high service model. Is what you're what you're suggesting you have. Totally. Okay. Yeah. And that's the higher <laughs> end of what I do. Obviously, some of the lower end things that I do that doesn't come with the the, the master tailor. Okay. Right. Yes. And so does that mean the master tailor is here? Some We're broadcasting live from Orange <laughs> County, California, ladies Yay. and gentlemen. Right. <laughs> so does that mean that person lives somewhere here? So I have one that's in Orange County, uh-huh. and then I have one in San Diego. Oh, so okay. even if he has to come up to L.A., he, he can do that as well. So, yeah, the, those are local master tailors. Interesting. And I would say they're probably two of the best master tailors at least this west of the mississippi i I would have to say in my opinion right and have you been working with these gentlemen for some time yes i have so it's i'm definitely accustomed to their work their work ethic and there's just nobody that can give you that type of craftsmanship as they can so okay so so let's let's peel this back i'm always (laughs) curious for an entrepreneur how and why this industry in this space. Well, that's a long story, Rick, and we only have 20 minutes. Okay. However, hit the high I, points. <laughs> exactly. I was working as a merchandiser for Procter and Gamble, 
in the early 90s. And they wanted me to come on full-time. I was doing that as a part-time basis. And I didn't even like that as a part-time basis. So I figured I wouldn't like it as a full-time basis. So, right. But, of course, they gave me a nice offer. Okay. And it was hard to refuse. Meanwhile, while I was thinking that over, I met these gentlemen down here in Newport Beach. I lived in Pasadena at the time, and they did custom clothing, and they had just branched off from another firm that was in Newport Beach. And they said if I would to drive down to Newport Beach every day for three months, they would train me on measuring, on textiles, sales, all that good stuff. Hmm. And I always had a passion I mean, that sounds corny, but I always had a passion for clothing. Uh-huh. Even as a little kid, I, I was, you know, in, in the yearbook, it was me and my cousin. We just loved to dress. And he, they didn't put our names in the yearbook. They put Calvin Klein. And for me, they put Calvin Klein Jr. So, <laughs> let's, you know, anybody that would find out that I'm in this industry, no one would be surprised who knew me back in those days. Excellent. So, I just followed my passion simply. And I figured I was single at the time. No children at the time. This would be a perfect opportunity for me to really do what everyone says. Just if you, if you do what heart. you like, yeah. then right, you don't have to worry about anything. Beautiful. So, yeah, so that's and my story. How long ago was that? And that was in 94. 94, okay. Yes. So you've been, you've been at this for 25 years. Exactly. Wow, actually, you're celebrating yeah. a big milestone <laughs> here. Congratulations, yeah, man. Actually, it was the, uh, my first day was the day of the Northridge earthquake. Oh, my God. And that's another story, too. Yeah, much. that's it. We've got to move on, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking exactly. with Trent Clark about Upper Echelon and his fly, fine clothing that he develops for people. I always like to know from an entrepreneur, What's your most successful niche? Where do you choose to focus to find your clients? I um, have always done, so that's also something else that I've done a little bit differently, and not to give away trade secrets or anything. Don't do that. (laughs) Because the world is listening to you here, baby. (laughs) Exactly. But I've always, so so let's put it this way. When, When I trained with that company back in the day, the sales trainer, it, it was pretty much a trick question. And he said, what do you guys do for a living? So, of course, we all raised our hand and we said, we're custom clothiers, we're wardrobe advisors, yada, yada, yada. And he says, no, you're completely wrong. All you do all day is to introduce yourself to people all day long. And if you do that, then you will come across these people that are in your niche market and you will develop that niche market. So along and over the years, my niche markets now happens to be trial attorneys. Trial attorneys are always, they need to look the part and look right. at like the expert while they're in court. So okay. maybe day to day, I think things have changed since 94. They used to dress in the office day to day. Now you would walk into most attorneys uh, or law firms and they would be pretty casual. Mm-hmm. But in court, they understand they have to have that certain image okay. and personal brand. So trial attorneys happen to be one. Uh, one that you know about would be the public speakers. Mm-hmm. So anyone, and some would say, well, a trial attorney is that as well. But public speakers, someone that's speaking on a stage yes. that's in front of um, you know lots of individuals, and more often than not, that person's selling something, right? There's something that they're selling, mm-hmm. but when I have them step out onto the stage, I want everyone to think just by looking at them, they're definitely an expert, whatever they're going to be talking because they look the part because they look the part okay and then of course they're going to justify that by the things that come out of their mouth so right. they do the rest i just kind of like warm up the, the the audience for them right and said okay yeah this guy he says he has a, a private jet he says he has a yacht but 
um, look at his clothing. Something's not adding okay, up. Okay, so, so there's a disconnect then, right? Yeah, because a lot of the times, the guys, they are selling their, whatever they're selling on the stage, they're selling that through their lifestyle. Right. And they're promoting all these toys that they usually have. Interesting. And so, yeah, you're going to have to connect the dots. Okay. And so the, those are two identified, because you found that the idea of wearing the properly fitting clothes and looking the part is important to their brand positioning. Yes. Okay. T- totally. And so it is a mindset, and that's one thing that I probably can't change from whatever niche market it is. That person has to have that mindset, and they have to understand and know. And so I'm not here to sell anyone, believe it or not, that custom clothing is necessarily better than off-the-rack clothing, because a lot of times it's not, all depending on where you buy it from. Okay. So I've seen all day long when a gentleman can wear an off-the-rack suit pair it with a nice shirt, nice tie, and they still look the part, mm. right? So it doesn't have to be custom. So right. I am, all in all, I am a wardrobe advisor, and I do um, do some off-the-rack um, garments that I offer as okay. well. Well, that, that was a comprehensive discussion. I appreciate that. I'm wondering, let's, you know, we just talked about these platform speakers who have this perfect life that people want to emulate. <laughs> I'm going to change the direction here, ladies and gentlemen, as you guys know that I do on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Can you think about a time in your career where you failed at something, and at at the time that was an important thing to you to try to get it done, but you had a failure, maybe a setback? And if you have a time like that, Trent, can you share it with our audience? And what I'm equally interested in is what was the lesson that you learned from that experience? Yeah, this one would be more what I've learned working with a particular client. Because a lot of times, especially starting in this business, I have the ideas and I have my idea of what the client should look like in the clothing. Okay. And so I took that attitude into see a client and he was fighting it all the way saying, Trent, I don't want to do that. I'm setting my ways. I like this. I like this. Don't change it. And I'm not going to say his name <laughs> on the air, but I'm like, no, 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 you're doing it all wrong. We got to do this. We have to do that. And believe me, you're going to love it. So six to eight weeks later, when the garments are completed, I brought it back. We did the fitting. He put it on. And guess what he said? Trent, I don't like it. Wow. <laughs> I told you what I wanted. Right. And if you don't give me what I want, I'm going to go somewhere else and get it. And guess what? He's he's still a client to, to this day, but I give him what he wants. So the lesson that I learned through all, all that is I kind of have to be a chameleon, right? Every client has different ideals of what they look good in. Okay. Um, do they want pleats? Do they want flat fronts? Do they want peak lapels, nostril lapels? So I have to be able to, yeah, ultimately, that's a way that I really get business is from someone sees my client in the garment someone will say hey rick where did you get that suit from where did you get that shirt from right so i still have to do myself justice but all in all i have to give my clients what they want and so that's the lesson that i learned through through that and and that was it it didn't cost me but it could have been a big mistake me trying to yeah uh, you know tell him what to wear yeah you could have lost a good long-term client exactly don't want that do we Trent? (laughs) we do not want that so so while you were answering that question it it kind of fired off in my mind a a separate question which i'd like to follow up on which is how fashion trend dependent is your consulting versus 
what you do. You know what I mean? Are you having? Yeah. No. So that's probably another thing that will differentiate me from most because through that I've learned that. So let's say right now. So pleats are not in, correct? Correct. All right. Pleats aren't. As far as I know. Allegedly, they're not in. Let me look. I mean, I have on a... No, sing- they're not. <laughs> <laughs> I have on a single pleat right now, but they're not in. All in all, if you go to buy yeah. a suit off the rack somewhere, you probably will not find pleats. So what I try to do with my clients, once again, I give them what they want. I'm thinking of one client in particular, and he loves quad pleats, wow. four of them. Wow. And no way is he going to find that anywhere. So, of course, we tried the flat fronts. Mm-hmm. He didn't like it. We tried a single pleat. He didn't like it. Trent, I don't care. Give me my quad pleats. That's what I feel comfortable in. So I tend to be the one to, I want to put my clients in something that's classic. Number one, because a well-made garment is going to last at least a decade okay. if you okay. take care of it okay. properly. And... So most baby boomers, as I stated earlier, most of my clients are baby boomers. So they really do care about the longevity of their garments. And they will wear it. If it's in great condition, they'll wear it six years down the line. A millennial, on the other hand, next year, they probably don't want to wear that suit. Okay. So they couldn't care less if it would last a decade or not. So for most of my clients, I, I have to let them know, forget the trends. It's not what's in the magazines. It's not what you're seeing on TV. It's what that particular client likes. What do you like? Okay. And that's all that matters. And we're going to make you look good, and you're going to be classic regardless. So I always say, so imagine right now in in the door behind us, if Cary Grant and Fred Astaire were to walk into this room, they're probably going to have on some pretty baggy pants, maybe a pleat or two. But I bet you we would both say, Darn, those are two well-dressed men, Okay, regardless of the era. So that's that's kind of my MO with my clients. Okay, so underneath the trends, there are classic designs that, that... What I keep hearing from you, Trent, which I think is really powerful, is it's what the person feels the most comfortable in or maybe the most genuine in. Yes. That is the right design for them. Exactly. Because literally, that's why they're getting custom. Right. right? They, they probably can't find whatever that is that they're looking for off the rack. Okay. So I have to go get it, and I have to get it customized. And so, therefore, I can, throughout those eras, throughout those seasons, I can still wear what I want to wear because I couldn't care less what everybody else is wearing. And that's really... So right, the bottom so, line. So my the Nehru jacket that I had from years ago. <laughs> Go ahead and I, wear I, I it. Still wear that. <laughs> Rock it. Rock it, baby. I guarantee you, you'll get a compliment <laughs> from somebody. <laughs> from somebody. <laughs> somebody said, yes. Well, we won't go into that. All right. We're talking with Trent Clark, and we're talking about his his consulting business. You're really a consultant. Yes. Right? And totally. I'm not a tailor by any means. Right. You wouldn't want to see me sew anything. No, no I don't think I do. <laughs> uh, you know, can you think about a time when you had a strategic decision? So we went from kind of a failure to an unintended consequence. Something that happened that surprised you, that wasn't intended. Maybe it was positive. Maybe it wasn't. But can you think about a recent time? Yeah, that this happened? one was not positive. Didn't okay. end well. Okay. If it didn't end terribly, but it didn't end the way that I anticipated. Okay. So, so of course, a over the years, I wanted to hire some reps to go out and sell for me. And a lot of times you would see beautiful young ladies going out selling custom clothing to men. Makes sense. Which 
Exactly. Not a bad idea. So I said, you know what? I'm going to give that a shot. So found a young lady, attractive, and trained her, right? Took the time to train her, got her the swatch books and everything that she needed to go out and, and to measure and said, okay, go out and find yourself some clients. And she was kind of a type of young lady. She liked to, to, to mix and, and go out. So she had no problem meeting people. But for whatever reason, she could not make a sale. Hmm. Right? She got the appointments, but she could never make the sale. And so that, that strategy, that business model just did not work for me, right. at le- or at least I should say for her. It, yeah, it just didn't work. And I really was pretty excited about that and right. thought it would bring in all this business. Right. And it just did not. And so yeah. you, you just never know. As entrepreneurs, you, we try different things, right? Yes. And the, the only thing we have is our time. And so the question is, how much time do we spend at these initiatives? Regardless of how excited we are, we have to be careful because once that time is expended, you can't get it back. Can't get it back. Right. And that's one of the things in this industry. We are, when we train the reps to work for us, we're always training our competition. Oh, that's because true too, the right? good ones. I'm like, I worked for someone and I left. The good ones usually leave and okay. they figure it out and they do it on their own. So uh-huh. we are, like I said, we can't get that time because there's a lot of tra- time that goes into training, but you just can't get that time back, especially when they figure it out and they go and hang their own shingle. I think that's a common refrain for any service provider, consultant that's out there. It's all too frequently uh, <laughs> encountered by them. Um, two more questions here on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. You're going to come back on the show at some point in the future, several years down the line. Uh, when I, yeah, right. When I, well, this time has flown by. I don't know about for you, but I'm looking at the clock, and we're almost out of time, my friend. Um, and I have some more questions to ask you. Uh, when you come back on the show, what's going to be different? Where, where are you taking your practice? So when we're talking about the training of the reps, that is really somewhere where I see the business going, me being more of a trainer of custom clothiers, hmm. um, teaching them all the things that I've learned over the, so how many years would that 25. be? 25. Well, it'll be 29 if we do five years oh, okay, from now. Right? Yeah, okay, so, <laughs> so you're doing a math in your head. Sorry. Yeah. Exactly. 29 years it's from now. So 29 years from now of experience that I could, you know, give that um, those lessons to others that might want to be in this business. So hopefully I definitely are looking at the, the realm of training other custom clothiers. Yeah, there's no substitute for experience, is there? No, there's a lot of learning curve in the beginning of right? this business. I can't think of any client that I had in 94 that's still a client. It's just, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, right. most of those, uh, yeah, right. well, I got the commission, but... Right, I understand. Yeah. I started my business, too, 10, 11 years ago, and... Uh, luckily, I, I still have a few of the people that started with mm-hmm. me, but yeah, it's it's you're, it, you're bu- the hardest thing to do in business is to create a new business, in my opinion. Yes, the totally. world didn't need another consultant, t- tailor consultant, and so you got to create that space. If someone would like to learn more about what you do, Trent Clark, how do they find you online, my friend? So once again, I'm I'm pretty old fashioned. The, the best way to do it would be just to email me, okay. and I will definitely email you back, and right. nothing will get lost in the mix. So that email is Trent Clark at Upper Echelon ltd.com do i so, need to spell echelon? You, yeah <laughs> so trent clark at upper u p p e r 
echelon, E-C-H-E-L-O-N, as in Nancy, L-T-D, as in LarryTomDavid.com. Okay. That's a, that's a clueless way to get in touch with you, huh? That, and I would say Instagram. I check my Instagram. Really? And so if that would be upper echelon underscore L-T-D. Okay. Well, that makes sense because you're in a visual business that that would be a platform for you. Yeah, I have to watch it, though, because a lot of my clients are pretty private. Oh, that's true, too. And if I go, oh, look whose house I was at today and post that, and I'm a good way to lose a client, too. Yeah, right. Yeah. (laughs) Boy, yeah, always got to be thinking, don't you? Yes, indeed. All right, and that's maybe another thing you learn through experience. Oh, well, I don't Maybe. think I've lost a client that okay. way, but I at least but I know thoughtful about just it. by from taking photos to post places. Right. They would say I'm not a model, I just want my clothes. Right. Just make it look good. Yeah. I'm not here to market your stuff, buddy. I'm paying you. Okay. Yeah. And well, ultimately th- they're they're doing that just by wearing it day to day anyway. That's so what, what you said earlier. What else could I ask for? People see them ask mm-hmm. and then they make the referral. Yes. Trent Clark, thanks for being a friend of the program and giving of your time here today on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Thank you for letting me. I enjoyed it. I'd also like to thank our engineer for today, none other than Mr. Paul Roberts. And our three producers, without whom I could not do this show each week, Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. We've been together for quite some time. I would like to ask you to connect with me on LinkedIn. That's the best place to start. I am Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. And until our next show, I hope all of your decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show. Focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.